I think first and foremost, you have to be, you have to lead yourself before mm. you can lead anybody else. And I think what that really means is holding yourself to a higher standard and going above and beyond what's expected. My my business coach, uh, Melanie Ann Layer, she says, we wanna do things for me, for you, and for us. So when we make decisions, we don't just wanna be thinking about what's good for ourselves, because that's selfish, but we don't wanna be thinking about what is good only for the other person, because that might mean it's not good for us, but what is good for the whole? You know, how mm. can, what is the best answer that is good for both me and for you? And I think that is really what a true leader does. Welcome to the Nicholas Brown Podcast, a podcast talk show about real estate investing, business leadership, and personal development. Each week, we explore current real-life case studies about how to build financial independence through investing in real estate to build your personal portfolio through passive income models, along with interviews from the top business leaders and personal development leaders. Now, here's your host, Nicholas Brown. Welcome to the show, everyone. I I got another great episode. And I'm just going to get straight to it because you're going to be excited. This is this is a subject that's actually needed. This is needed. So as you know, ladies and gentlemen, we talk about three things, real estate investing, business leadership, and personal development. And this is going to be tied to all three. You'll see what I mean. But she's she's dedicated to this and she's experienced this. So I'm going to read the about section. But before I read the about section, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube. And also, if you're listening in, make sure you subscribe and download the iTunes, Spotify, whatever podcast platform you're tied to. So we will begin and then we'll get straight to it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be a treat for you. Promise you. So today's guest is Christine Lucan. She is a certified divorce specialist. Over the past 13 years, Christine has coached hundreds of high-earning professionals to pay off staggering amounts of debt and massively increase their network. She's especially, she especially loves guiding women through the financial and emotional challenges of divorce, helping them to achieve lasting confidence with money. As the founder of the Financial Dignity Movement and a certified divorce specialist, she trained financial advisors, C- CFPs, and other money coaches on the emotional side of personal finance so they can serve their clients at a higher level. Her book, Money is Emotional, Prevent Your Heart from Hijacking Your Wallet, has landed Christine almost 100 podcasts, ladies and gentlemen, and TV interviews, establishing Christine as the authority on money and emotions. When she's not coaching clients via Zoom from her office in Cincinnati, you can find this member of the Financial Therapy Association curled up with a good book, a fluffy cat, and a strong cup of coffee. For free resources or mastering your personal finances, please feel free to visit her website. It's www.christinelukin.com. I'm going to spell it www.chr. I S T 
I-N-E-L-U-K-E-N.com. You can easily you can also easily find her, her content on her LinkedIn, which I'm I'm happy, I'm honored to be a part of our LinkedIn. That's how I find her. I advise you guys to sign up with LinkedIn. It's free. And you get powerful authority figures such as this. But here's a hashtag, financial dignity. Hashtag financial dignity. Welcome to the show, Christine. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. Ladies and gentlemen, as I said before, LinkedIn is powerful. You get powerful people such as this person here and we you know that's where it comes to law of magnetism law of attraction you know we read each other content and everything things just click so i'm excited to have you and ladies and gentlemen before i start make sure you reach out if you listen to this make sure you grab a book she has a book coming i'm excited to talk about that in time christine but i want to get you set like everyone else we talk about (laughs) three things which ladies and gentlemen before we met here we talked we kind of fell into the conversation, but we talk about motivation, teaching, and perspective. So Christine, you're an ongoing leader, which you are a leader. People don't believe that. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try to make this short because I say once again we get we get passionate men here because we just had a brief five minute turn to 15 minutes for us to just <laughs> just talk about life and what's going on. So yes. Christine, I appreciate this, but what motivates you to write the book? And we'll have you on another episode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I just published my third book, Financial Dignity After Divorce. Wow. Okay. A Woman's Guide to Healing Her Relationship with Money. And I think what's motivated me to, to write all three of my books is you know, I've I've seen people struggle with their personal finances. These are smart people. These are people who have good jobs, who, um, you know, honestly, like on the surface, we should say, oh, well, these people shouldn't struggle with money. You know, they've got a good job. Like, hey, they got A's and B's in math. Like, why, why is this not working for them? Like, this should be something that, you know, that they should be know, they should know how to do this. And, you know, part of my motivation is, I hit financial rock bottom at Mm. age 26, despite having an accounting degree. And it's because money is emotional. And that's like really my driving passion is to get people to understand that money is not just about math. There are people who are excellent at math and terrible with money. Sure. Right, right. <laughs> you know, the math is just one, one piece of it. And for me, there was a lot of shame and embarrassment about getting into the mess that I got into with my finances because I was working as an accountant. Whoa, I, really? I got all straight A's in math. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was the person that should have known better, but wow. it was because of emotional okay. and relational issues that got me into the mess that I was in. So Mm. the very short story is I was in an unhealthy relationship. um, And, you know, there was emotional manipulation, there was codependency, there was a lot of unhealthy things going on there. Mm. And a lot of it surfaced in the arena of money. Now, there were other issues, it wasn't just in the money. But you know, money becomes entangled with a lot of other issues 
in our lives, you know, with our relational right. issues, with our emotional issues. And we need to have an understanding of that part of money if we're going to be able to succeed long-term with it. Okay. Okay. That's, that's deep. So <laughs> it is, it is. It's another question, but here's the thing. So how long did you decide to take that position? Because your your actual niche, you want to help women, correct? Because most women, especially if it's a one-person income, compared, they rely on the, the husband or the spouse, correct? What got you into that field? What, what like, I got to do this. I got to show people yeah. how and be. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just to be clear, I, I'm not exclusively working with women. I do also work with okay. couples. Okay. But at least half of my coaching practice is single and divorcing women. Gotcha. And what I've realized is that divorce is a huge emotional storm. Now there's, even if the woman is initiating it, it's still, there's a lot of emotional things going on. There was for me when I broke up, you know, with my ex, um, even though I was the one that was choosing to leave, there was still a lot of emotional upheaval. And there's also financial upheaval on top of that. Um, You know, I was just reading a stat this morning from money.com regarding women and the lost amount of growth that women are missing out on because of the difference in the pay gap. Like if that money had been invested over time. And so many times women are taking a pause or a break or a downsize on their career while they are raising children. And, you know, that puts them at a disadvantage financially when they go through divorce. Now let's be clear. Nobody wins financially in a divorce, right? It's, that part is just plain math. You know, you're dividing all the assets and then, you know, you're adding in expenses because now you're a two, you know, two different households. So it's not, it's not easy on anyone, but it is disproportionately harder on women. Now there are exceptions to the rule, but you know, if you look at the hard numbers, you know, women are usually in a lower standard of living when they get divorced. Right. And if they've been in a relationship where they have abdicated the responsibility of the money to their husband, they may not even really understand what's going on in the finances when the divorce hits. And that can be very scary. You know, they don't have the knowledge that they need because they haven't really been plugged into it. They might not really feel confident about handling money on their own. Right. And just the whole, you know, process of divorce, it's things are in flux, you know, while you're going through it, you don't know what is the end result, you know, how much amount am I going to get in the settlement? Am I going to get child support? What does that look like? And that can cause women to feel very overwhelmed. It can cause them to feel paralyzed that, you know, it's almost like they can shut down where they can be completely stressed out about it. So I really wanted... wasn't expecting it because they would at that time, you're not expecting that you're expecting to have a, a marriage for life at the right. same 
you know, yeah, saying, nobody goes prepared at that time yeah. to go to this next stage of life to to get back on your feet. Am I correct? So, absolutely, it's, just, it's, a, it's a shot. It's emotional. Yeah. Beside the money, you know. Yes, you got to adjust to a new way of life now. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it can it can feel very scary handling life and handling right. money on your own. And right. that's you know that was really why I wrote the book because. Obviously, I can't work one on one with every single woman, sure. you know, in right. in the world or even in my city that's going through a divorce as much as I would love to. Um, and I wanted to be able to have, you know, a step by step guide that, you know, can can show both the emotional and the financial pitfalls that can happen, um, you know, to guide them around those and to lay out a path so that women can feel confident and they can feel peaceful right. about their money rather than that being a source of stress. Okay. So besides the book, do you give, um, do you have a community or advice? Tell, tell us, tell us some of them. Like yeah, you well, I do have, yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, you know, as you know, I'm, you know, I post a ton of stuff on yes. LinkedIn. I share yes. a lot of great resources there. I Value. Do also Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> watching, she shares value. I promise you. Go yes. to the LinkedIn. I haven't had a chance to go. Are you on Facebook? Do you post on some on Facebook also? I do post. Okay. I do post on Facebook. Okay. I also post a lot of funny memes on Facebook. Okay. So if you okay. like to laugh, you can come look at my personal right, profile. Right, right. But I do also smile. have a Facebook community okay. uh, called the Financial Dignity Club, where okay. that's that's a safe place for people to sure. ask questions. Um, I share a lot of resources in that group as well. Okay. Okay. So here's the next question. Can you give us some tips, whether it's women or men, mm -hmm. husband or wife that's going through a divorce? Do you have any advice or any frequently asked question that people ask that you can get them set on? Yeah. Well, I think there's a couple of things. So let's talk about okay. like the practical thing first. We'll okay. talk about the practical thing and the emotional thing. So okay. the, the practical piece of it is to really get a handle on what's going on in your finances. Okay. You know, start gathering up the documents, start gathering up your bank statements, your investment statements, credit card statements, all of those things. So you can put together a picture of, you know, what has been going on with your finances, right. because having that information is going to give you clarity. And typically it's something that you're going to have to gather for your divorce attorney anyways, right. you know, because when they're starting to, you know, divide up the assets and the debts that they, they want that information. So, you know, I will tell women, if you're even thinking about divorce, start gathering that stuff up even before you drop the D word, you know, get as right. much information right. as you can, tax returns, et cetera. Um, because being armed with that knowledge, you know, that reduces the uncertainty because uncertainty is what causes the anxiety. Now, the other piece of it is the emotional piece of it. And most of us have not been taught how to properly manage and process our emotions. Okay. Typically what happens is people either stuff their emotions Mm -hmm. And that's like, that's like a game of whack-a-mole. Do you remember that game? 
No, right. no. So, but what right. you mean by stuff emotions? I got to ask you that. What you well, when you stuff, stuff emotions? your emotions, it's like you don't, you know, when you feel something come up, you're just like, nope, I'm not going to okay. feel that, right? Okay. You, you try okay. to deny it, it and you okay. repress it. I but what happens I is that when you do that, those emotions will pop out eventually. Right. And it may not be in a good situation or, you know, it might be an innocent bystander, another person in your life who, who really wasn't even the cause of that upset, you know, where it's like someone says something and it triggers you almost like a Jack in the box. And here comes this ugly emotion. (laughs) Right, right, right. So we haven't been taught how to, you know, when we start to feel something uncomfortable to say, what am I feeling right now? And, you know, what is the source of this? You know, and just kind of really even thinking about how we're feeling. Okay. And when we do have these emotions, it's normal to feel angry. It's normal to feel upset. And we need to take the time to process it. So for some people, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, when I was going through my breakup, journaling was very therapeutic for me. Now I'm a writer and I love to write. So that, that was perfect for me. I could write out all my feelings and that, that helped me to process a lot. Um, the other thing that really helped was physically getting the anger out. So at the time for me, it was exercising, but you know, it could be, it could be kickboxing. It could be going to a yoga class, (laughs) whatever, you know, whatever you need to do to give a physical outlet to that, that anger, to that emotion. Sure. Sometimes we're just sad and we just, we just need to almost like comfort our inner child. You know, when you think about, you know, if you've ever had a toddler or, you know, you've had nieces or nephews who are toddlers. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, you know, when your three-year-old is cranky, what do you do? You give her a snack (laughs) you give her a bath and you give her a nap, right? (laughs) Sometimes that's all we need, right? We just, we, we need a little snack. We need a nice warm bath. And then we just, we need to go to bed, you know, we need to just roll up in that little blanket and, you know, put our, put ourselves to bed and just be kind to ourselves rather than trying to stuff those emotions or, or to feel bad about them. You right. know, I mean, sometimes it's like we make it worse, yeah. you know, it's like, you re- we're, we're sad or we're angry. And then we're like down on ourselves for feeling that way. And that's right. not helpful. Right, right, right. Well, this is what I want to do. Cause I feel like we're going to get off on time. Cause we, <laughs> we got some questions to go. I need you for another episode by the end of this year <laughs> on the person development, but this is a question based on your experience. And so when someone gets a divorce, and since you have a community, do you get the question, is it okay to have two accounts or one account? So the one for the husband, one for the wife. Do you get those types of questions? Absolutely. And what's your suggestion? What, what, is it 50-50 or what do what, what you suggest? So what yeah, do you do? so here's my answer. Okay. Separate accounts are okay. Okay. Secret accounts are not okay. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Secret so, accounts. Okay. Yeah. We don't want to have, right. when you're married, uh, okay. we do not want to keep secrets about money. Okay. 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 Um, sometimes it is helpful to separate some money. So each person feels like they have complete control over a piece 
of the finances. Sure. Um, so for example, you know, my husband and I, we have a joint account that all the bills get paid out of, Okay. but we each have a separate account for our fund money. Okay. So he's not going to criticize me if I go and spend $40 on my pretty nails and (laughs) I'm not going to, you know, complain to him for, you know, spending 40 or $50 on On Amazon yeah, on, a steak or something. Yeah, Some on meat. his electronics yeah. or whatever yeah. he wants to buy. Right. And I think that can be helpful as long as we've agreed on the amounts that, you know, okay, this much needs to go in to pay all the bills. This is yeah. what our extra is. We've agreed on the amounts. We don't necessarily have to agree on the nitpicky details of how it's spent. Okay. Yeah. That allows each person to feel like they are in control, that they're not being judged or criticized. And, you know, that's perfectly fine. Now, some people, they want to keep everything all together and that's okay Okay. too. But I think what's really important is when you're in a committed relationship that you're having regular conversations about money together. Okay. Even if one person is handling the majority of the day-to-day things, they need to pull the other person in and be having regular conversations about what's going on in the finances. So you're probably not surprised to hear that I handle the majority of the finances. (laughs) 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 Sometimes that's great, but you know, now it's, I just finished with the taxes and I'm like, I wish I didn't have to do this. But uh, (laughs) my husband and I, every, every week, sometimes more than once a week are having conversations about what's going on with the money, what our goals are, those kinds of things. So if, because God forbid, if something should happen to me, I want him to be able to step in with confidence and know what's going on in our finances. Okay. Okay. One more question. I got two more questions, main questions. Um, So basically your book and your service, do you help guide them or you just give them, do you have resources and all? So people part of your community, do you have like resources like, or, or courses online about how to rebuild your credit and your income? Because credit is part of it also. Can yes. You got to damage credit. I used to do credit, so I know the clients <laughs> and everything. Being a mortgage broker, I did divorces yes. and all that, so... I'm familiar with that, but credit helps. Do you, do you provide that or do they have, have those questions and everything or do you have resources? Yeah, absolutely. I have a, um, it's actually a membership called okay. Financial Dignity on Demand. Gotcha. Um, so okay. if they go to my website, there's, there's um, up at the top, it says courses. So there's several different courses. There's one on getting your finances organized. There's one on magnetic money mindset, which is all mm. about the emotional side of money and um, improving your relationship with money, but the membership is really, it's all the content that I, that I do with my one-on-one clients without the personalization. Some people will jump into the membership and they'll, they'll go through the content in two or three months and then say, all right, I've gotten what I've need. And now I'm jumping out. There are other people who are, who will stay in there for a much longer period of time because, they want the ongoing encouragement. They want the ongoing support. Um, we do monthly masterminds on okay. where we go deeper into different topics like taxes and investing. Okay. Um, we did one all about, you know, affording college for your kids. Sure. So, you know, it's, it's very 
accessible. You know, it's um, definitely a lot cheaper than my one-on-one coaching. Sure, um, I imagine. I imagine. Yeah, but it's so, valuable. It's valuable. Content. Absolutely. So absolutely. Here's what I want to do. If I didn't say it, I want to say it now. You have three books. <laughs> Can you tell us briefly about what you got coming? Your books is about to launch. What's the title of your book? Yeah, so the newest book is actually out awesome. now. Awesome. Financial okay. Dignity After Divorce, A Woman's wow. Guide okay. to Healing Her Relationship with Money. Okay. Uh, you can find all my books on Amazon. So you can either search my name or if you search Financial Dignity After Divorce, it'll come right up. Um, my first book is Money is Emotional, Prevent okay. Your Heart from Hijacking Your Wallet. That's the basis, mm. you know, that's really all about the major areas of personal finance along with the emotional piece. So we talk about saving, investing, debt reduction, managing your spending, money and relationships. And it, it talks about how to harness the power of your emotions instead mm. of fighting against them. Wow. Um, and then my second book is for entrepreneurs. It's called Manage Money Like a Boss. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's going to lead to the next question when you finish. It's going to lead to <laughs> like a boss. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the question. Ladies and gentlemen, how we met is because we got deeper to the conversation. <laughs> I had a CPA, Stephen, on there, and then I had another person, CFA, uh, I forgot, but she joined in. We joined in on LinkedIn and everything. So that question is, my, my I have teaser videos of one minute about the word leadership. So Christine, I would like to ask you, I'm just going to put you on the spot. What's your definition? <laughs> what's your definition of leadership? Because you have led, you're leading women and men now. So what's your, what is it to you? What do you feel like leadership is to you? Just well, the definition. I think first and foremost, you have to be, you have to lead yourself before mm. you can lead anybody else. And I think what that really means is holding yourself to a higher standard and going above and beyond what's expected. That's deep. That's deep. That's deep. <laughs> yeah, deep. there's, there's oh, yes, something sir. that my coach, uh, my my business coach, uh, Melanie Ann Layer, she says, sure. we want to do things for me, for you, and for us. So when we make decisions, we don't just want to be thinking about what's good for ourselves, because that's selfish, but we don't want to be thinking about what is good only for the other person because that might mean it's not good for us, but what is good for the whole? You know, how mm. can, what is the best answer that is good for both me and for you? And I think that is really what a true leader does is when they make decisions, yes, they're thinking about what is good for them because they don't wanna be burnt out. They wanna have good boundaries, but how can they honor themselves and honor the other person or the other people that they're leading as a whole that's deep so yeah. they can move forward it's all about forward thinking i think i've yes. also leading but we can work together that's good that's that's awesome great answer great answer as we <laughs> say before if I had to find a great answer. so what's your perspective on divorce since how many years 13 years and this is the last question then we're done i gotta ask you what's your perspective have things changed for um, divorce and money, uh, what's your perspective on it? Is it going to get better in time or what, what, what do you think? I don't know. I, I think it's always going to be, 
you know, I would like to think that things are getting better, but okay. I'm not so sure that they are. Um, you before know. it's getting out, you know what I mean? Overcoming, because divorce, you can't, it's, it's not going to be 100% people are going to stay married, but right. have the ways to get over that for us financially and everything and change a new life. Has you saw change in that? I certainly think there's a lot more resources out there, especially for women. Um, okay. And especially in the area of entrepreneurship, I'm seeing a lot of my divorcing women clients who are taking ownership of their financial future by engaging in entrepreneurship, you know, yes. usually part-time to start, but, sure. you know, I am, I'm seeing really great success with women who see entrepreneurship as a way to be empowered financially over their lives, which I think is awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. But Christine, I'm excited for your book and I appreciate you, you coming on by the end of this year. I stress for you to come back on. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'd love to. Another episode. <laughs> so thanks for coming on the show. Okay. Thanks so much. All right. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, as I always in don't condemn, don't complain because you have a choice to make a change. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us on the Nicholas Brown podcast. Make sure to visit our website, www.nickbrowninc.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like this show and you are a new real estate investor, then check out one of Nicholas's free reports called the Wholesale Dominator Report. Also located on our website, www.nickbrownie.com slash free reports. Be sure to tune in for our next episode. And remember, don't condemn, don't complain, because you have a choice to make a change. Have a great day.